This is the Berman Method podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and physician assistant Jenny Berman. We are here to treat problems and not symptoms. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to treat anyone or to give medical advice. If you are interested in any information that we are giving and would like to use this for yourself, we recommend that you contact your primary care physician or reach out to us and ask us questions about yourself specifically. Enjoy. And we're rolling, baby. How was my pitch? Uh, Pitch perfect. Pitch perfect. Pitch perfect. perfect. Do I have a chance at the pitch perfect four or five or six, whichever one's next? Yeah, is it number four coming out next? Yeah. I think so. Regardless of what number it is, I think you're, you're a great candidate. Pitch perfect in the Berman Method podcast. Dr. Jake with my beautiful bride. Jenny Berman, physician assistant. Did I ever tell the joke on this podcast yet that one of my patients told me when I was serenading him in Destin? I don't think so. What's the joke? Okay, so... The first job I ever worked at as a physical therapist, a real physical therapist, was in Destin, Florida, working with Bob Seaton under Bob Seaton. And at that point in my career, I sang a lot more, while I was treating. More than you do now? More than I do now, because now I'm in the like in our office a lot more. I don't sing to myself. Okay. I sing to people. Okay. Right, a lot of people like to sing in the shower and sing to themselves. That's not me. Okay, I'm not singing unless there's people around. Right, (laughs) right. So you want the attention? Yeah, it's an attention thing, right? Yes. Uh huh. No, I'm just trying to get the mood up, get the energy going. Right. Right. Yes. So, anyways, I'm working on this guy in Destin, and I start singing a song. I don't know what song it was, but I'm never actually being serious. I'm just, I'm going for it, right? Let's mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. And he goes, man, Jake, I wish you were on the radio. So he could turn you off? Oh my God, why? Why, Jenny? Oh. Why? <laughs> why? What? Why? Oh, sorry. Jeez Louise. Did I interrupt your story? No, you just, you ruined the story. Stole the thunder. <laughs> What the heck? Okay, let's rewind. Go, tell me the story. It's not even, you know the story now. <laughs> That's it. Thanks a lot. I was guessing. Were you? I was. I don't remember you telling me that story before. Oh Do you want to tell it? No, I don't. You already ruined it. <laughs> so anyways, the Berman Method podcast, focusing on treating problems and not symptoms and ruining my jokes. <laughs> David against Goliath. We're going against the corporate medical system. We don't believe that big pharma has your best interests in mind. It's very evident when you look at there's not a single pharmaceutical drug that doesn't have at least one side effect that requires another pharmaceutical to combat that side effect. And I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where it's not uncommon for a family member to be traveling with a carry-on full 
of their prescription medications and to have at least two, if not three medications that are treating the same exact thing. So we're not going to go back into that. However, that's what we're about. We're trying to shed light on there is another way. You do not have to listen to what your doctor says. You don't have to listen to what your orthopedic surgeon says. You do not have to listen to what I am saying. What we want you to do is question it. Just question it. Don't take it for factual, end-all, be-all, this is the way because this is what my doctor said. If it doesn't make sense, question it. So that's the biggest thing that we wanted. We want to convey or communicate through this podcast is just say you should be questioning it. Just because your doctor said to take this medication doesn't mean you should take it. Just because your orthopedic surgeon said you need to have a knee replacement doesn't mean you need to have one. Just because you've been placed on this hormone replacement therapy or an autoimmune medication, just because you've been placed on it doesn't mean you have to keep taking it because what's the number one commonality between all autoimmune disorders? Gut issues. Gut issues. Every single autoimmune disorder, the one thing in common with them is gut issues. Right. So you should be questioning that. Is there a correlation or is it, nope, I was born with this autoimmune disorder. I just have to live with it. Plus this other GI issue too. I'm just going to live with that too. Right. And, you know, similar to a lot of the things that I talked about with Dr. Penny Kendall Reed last week on the podcast, which if you haven't listened to last week's, we had a guest speaker on. So please go listen. But a lot of what we talked about last week was just because our family members have something, just because we have the genetics for a disorder or an autoimmune disease does not mean that we have to end up with this autoimmune disease. We have the ability to turn our genes on and off. Go back and listen to the podcast. So you mean just because my father had shitty posture doesn't mean that I have to have shitty posture? That is correct. How many times do we see that? My, I've had bad posture my whole life, but my whole family has it. So it's a genetic thing. Right. It's really not. Yeah. It's a um, nature versus nurture thing where you grew up looking at your parents as role models, whether you agree to it or not. You know, they could be good role models, they could be bad role models. But at the end of the day, that's what you grew up looking at. So if your mom or your dad was walking around all the time with bad posture, you will mirror that, subconsciously mirror that. And then the next thing you know, you're 30 years old and your posture looks identical to your parents and you're like, well, it's a genetic thing. Well, it's really not. Right, right. Just haven't, and I mean, you can speak more on this than me, but posture is really not a mechanical issue as much as a muscular strength issue. It's all it is. The thing that I've done over the years is I've really simplified posture because I truly believe that posture is the number one cause of all non-traumatic pain. I don't care if we're talking about neck pain, back pain, elbow pain, wrist pain, knee pain, ankle pain, plantar fasciitis, 
whatever it is, I truly believe that posture is the number one cause of non-traumatic pain. And the reason why I believe that is because I've simplified what I define posture as. Posture, good posture, is simply an equal balance of pull on both sides of a joint. So think about that for a minute. An equal amount of pull So muscles on the front of your body are doing the exact amount of work that the muscles on the back of your body are doing. So an equal amount of pull. So if your shoulders are rounded forward and your chest is dropped down, then the muscles on the front of your body are tighter and stronger than the muscles on the back of your body. That imbalance is going to lead to something getting overworked and underpaid and ultimately something hurting. So I could talk for hours on how every single non-traumatic pain in the whole entire body can be attributed to inefficient posture. I'm not even going to say bad posture because when you hear the words bad posture, you immediately think of that old man or that old woman that's constantly looking down at the ground as they're walking. It doesn't have to be like that. There's there's so many instances where I'll be working with a new client and I'll tell them that their posture is their issue. And the difference between quote unquote bad posture and good posture is an eighth of an inch. It's just not balanced. So anyways, that's not even what we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, but I think it's completely relevant. And like I said, goes off of what we talked about last week with Dr. Penny Kendall Reed too, is that when your posture is poor or the muscles are not balanced or one side of you is weaker than the other side, the strengths don't match, it puts more stress along the joints too. So when we talk about people with knee pain or shoulder pain, looking at getting a replacement, a knee replacement, a shoulder replacement, hip replacement, the posture is a big part of that. And you have the replacement and your pain may not go away if you haven't fixed the culprit of the posture going into the surgery. Yes? Yes. And as you're saying that, I was trying to think of something that so many people don't even consider. So many people do not consider the role that posture plays into energy especially in the afternoon where you're really thinking that you need an extra cup of coffee in the afternoon or a soda in the afternoon. You need some type of caffeine pick-me-up in the afternoon. A lot of the times it can be because when you have poor posture, you're sitting in a chair all day, so your shoulders are rounded. You're compressing your lungs. You're not allowing your lungs to get full inhalation. So they can't expand as much as they should because you've got this constriction or restriction on them. If you can't expand your lungs the way that you should be able to expand them, then you're not going to get as much oxygen as you should be able to get. If you don't get as much oxygen as you should be able to get into your lungs, then you can't transfer that oxygen from your lungs into your bloodstream. If you can't get enough oxygen to your brain through your bloodstream, 
then you're going to feel lethargic and tired and fatigued. So you're going to be reaching for a cup of coffee or a piece of candy or something to pick you up. In actuality, if you just take in some deep breaths and get your lungs working, you might not need it at all. It's very true. Very true. And just in general, the lack of oxygenation to muscles, to the gut itself, to the brain, like you've already talked about, not only is going to cause the fatigue, but the brain fog, the muscle pain, inflammation, because the body, when we have less oxygen to it actually increases oxidative stress. So more internal inflammatory response going on in the body too. So in general, we know we can't live without oxygen. Yeah, but we don't really think about how detrimental it is because you can't really measure it. This is a perfect example of an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. This is a perfect example of it where you can't see what's happening until it's already happened. You just don't feel it. I was looking at this kid this morning in the gym right? So I'm looking at this guy. He cannot be more than 20 years old. And the way that he was bending over and moving these heavy dumbbells around, 60-pound dumbbells, I was just cringing. But at the same time, I'm going, that's exactly what I did. Exactly. When I was growing up working construction with my dad, I think it was between my junior year and my senior year. So the summer of my junior year going into my senior year, we did scaffolding. So he was stucco, hard coat, and drywall. And I remember intentionally carrying around three, sometimes four, six foot frames. And normal grownups are carrying around one, but I'm like, oh, I'm strong. I can do this. And I just want to get the job done over with because I was the laborer. I was a low person on the totem pole there. Same thing with 16 foot planks. Most people would carry one 16 foot plank. I would double it up. I would put two on my shoulder and carry it. And looking back on that now, I'm going, oh my goodness, I would never do that now. Would never do it now because I know that you're not going to feel the negative side effects of it then. You're going to feel it now when I'm almost 40. I'm going, oh man, My back isn't as great as it could be had I not of worn it down in my teenage years. Luckily, I'm doing a whole bunch of things that tries to get me as close to anti-fragile as possible. But the point of this is that you don't really understand what you're doing to your body until the effects are done. Right. Right. It's the small, subtle changes make a big difference. Good. Yeah. What else? Happy December. It's almost Christmas time. I knew you wouldn't be able to make it through an entire episode without talking about Christmas. I'm getting Stella really into sync. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Oh my goodness. It is my favorite time of the year because it's on repeat. <laughs> sync Christmas and Bruce Springsteen Christmas radio over and over again. And Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Rock. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Mm-hmm. But Christmas so soon. It's flying by. Okay, cool. That's all I, that's the only other thing I had to say. That's it. You're not even here right now. You're not even thinking about this podcast. You're thinking about Santa. 
I am here. But I like Santa too. <laughs> so, what's your takeaway message? My takeaway message is don't underestimate the importance of improving your posture. At least eight out of 10 people that I work with on day one with posture, they immediately feel like they're walking around like Dolly Parton. They think that their chest is so high that they look like Dolly Parton walking around. And the thing about it is you don't look like that. It just feels like that because you haven't been in that position for so long. It doesn't look like that at all. It actually looks really good. It looks level. It looks balanced. But your brain is going, this is not right. It just does not feel right. So here's a take-home message for every single person listening to this. This is, you cannot screw this up if you do it exactly the way that I'm going to tell you to do it now. To get the most improvement from your posture, to improve your posture the most without having any feedback from us, all you have to do is these two things. Try to get your chest as high as you possibly can. Lift your chest up as high as you possibly can. And once you get there, pull your belly button in as hard as you possibly can and keep breathing. If you can do those two things. And breathe. And breathe, right? No passing out. Not going to be doing any CPR or picking you up off the ground. If you can get your chest as high as you possibly can and then pull your belly button in as hard as you possibly can and breathe, it is physically impossible for you to be higher than neutral in your chest, assuming that you needed it in the first place, meaning that you're not going to be looking like Dolly Parton. You're going to be neutral. You're not going to be up at all. You're going to be neutral. Right. It may feel weird. But because you've got your belly button pulled in as hard as you can, you're not going to hyperextend your low back. And if you don't hyperextend your low back, it's not going to give you the excess motion to essentially be in pointing up to the sky, tits up to the sky, for example. Got it. Does that make sense? So that's my take home message. Perfect. I like it. And it will make such a big difference in overall pain, muscle pain, joint pain, the impact that we're putting on our joints, breaking the joint linings down, arthritic pain, but also your energy level, as you already explained. Energy. So get oxygen to your brain. Good. Fix your posture. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ciao for now. Ciao for now. Thank you for subscribing on your social media and podcast platforms to The Berman Method. Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Physical Therapy and Jenny Berman, Physician Assistant with Berman Health and Wellness. You can find more information on our website, www.bermanpt.com for physical therapy, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness for the health and wellness. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on your podcast platform. So be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. And if you would like any further information, definitely visit our website and reach out to us. You may also find our free reports on the websites as well, where you can download this free information for yourself. Have a great day.